Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me Joel, a playwright and performer And it's me Kishan, a science educator And welcome back to T42 It is our best friend podcast Where we talk about whatever the Five foreign listeners we want Five foreign listeners Still five Still Still five five. Mm. The number has not increased or decreased Since the start of this podcast We got quota Yeah, we got quota Like Singapore We got like HDB government (laughs) Uh, because every time the number exceeds five, we cow. Yeah, we cow. We cow. Yeah, cull. one of them yeah. will just mysteriously yeah. disappear. Yeah, one of the old ones. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. There's a kind of net gain. There's yeah. a net gain. <laughs> Correct. Quite gruesome. Actually, I would like to ask you a question, right? So when we Go use the it. term five foreign listener, mm. in your mind, are we referring to like non-Singaporeans abroad or Singaporeans abroad or Singapore or non-Singaporeans in Singapore? What do we mean, girl? Uh, I think if anything, I've learned from doing about sixty-nine episodes of the podcast uh. is that definitions don't matter. Correct. <laughs> yes. As long as you feel uh, you are a foreign listener. Yes. Right? If you feel you're a foreign if listener, you feel it, then that's you. If the term resonates, yeah. then you are a foreign listener. Then you are a foreign yeah. listener. And uh, we are starting today's episode with mm. five foreign listeners because we want to speak to you specifically. We want to hear from listeners. you. We want to hear from you. We want to like have a kind of mini competition. Correct. We would like in a future episode to feature five. Of our foreign listeners Feature 5 We're going to feature 5 Foreign listeners In a future episode We don't know what This will look like No idea What shape it will take Correct But if you want to be One of our 5 Featured foreign listeners Mm, Say that 10 times 5 featured foreign listeners 5 featured foreign (laughs) listeners Please Get in touch with us On our DMs uh, Via Instagram Via Instagram And tell us a little bit About who you are That's right Where you're listening from And maybe give us A fun foreign fact Fun foreign fact While we're hammering home The F word The best The best entry (laughs) Yeah. No, the first the the first five. five, The first five. The first five respondents. Yes. We'll we'll find a way to feature you in our We'll do something. We'll do something. We'll do something. Does that sound good? Okay. Let's ring the it's called Sompa Bell. Sompa. Ah Sompa. Come Mm. on. Anyway, how are you today, Kishan? Oh, I am good. I mean there's a lot happening with work, but I am Chipper and I'm happy. Uh, dear listeners, so, if you're playing a listening game, every time Kishan talks about work, take a drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking a <laughs> sip now. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm actually feeling pretty good. I. I. Mm. I, I think we've been partying. Oh, like, we have okay. been partying very hard. We've been partying very yeah, hard. Yeah, I think we, I have been out practically every weekend for the past maybe two, Egg, maybe exactly, three, maybe months. two, three weekends. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's why. No I'm months, my, girl. Months. I've been going out a lot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. I I I I feel happy. I love that all this. Nights, these queer nights are, are coming up and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we go and it's super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we recently went to a lovely Yeah, lovely we recently rave. went to an amazing rave called Bussy Temple. Bussy Temple. First of all, there is some um, ambiguity about the pronunciation of this word. How, some people pronounce it bussy. No, for me it's bussy because of, of the of, of the rhyme with pussy, right? Exactly that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're not supposed to say, right? Uh, ah, cannot, I forgot cannot, about cannot. Sorry, Esther. Esther. Yeah, Esther. yeah so Esther is still, uh, here. Esther is still here. It's a spectral <laughs> presence lingering in our record. Studio, but which I mean, my room. Yeah, but we went to a rave called Bosi Temple, and there we met quite a number of our dear listeners. Yeah, Yeah, it was actually kind of weird to like, I didn't expect to meet people there. I know. Because people who go to these raves, right, I would think are quite cool. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that. Not intersect. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that listening to this podcast is a cool thing to do. Yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised, weren't you? I, I was definitely very surprised. In fact, whenever people come up, uh, to uh, to uh, to me and talk about like oh my god are, are you Kishan are you from the podcast I always don't know what to do with myself I always find it a bit awkward yeah. like but it's very sweet and right. I, I just find it awkward because it's just like <laughs> oh my god speaking of meeting up with people who listen to the podcast right oh I think fans lah fans <laughs> Fans. The word is very like mm. the same but <laughs> yes podcast fans something really weird happened to me sis so. <laughs> I was at this um, MOE engagement la, Where a bunch of uh, People were there and So we, we an were, MOE function you mean Yeah yeah ah, s- right. Sort of that and we, we were just talking to each other About the work that we do And everything And then someone very sheepishly Came up to me And said Hi are you Kishan Which I didn't think much about this Because we were all wearing name tags So I was like Oh yes Hi I'm Kishan And she said very quietly Oh 
are you Kishan from T42? <laughs> I saw your name tag on the table. I didn't think it would be you. I really like your podcast. Oh, <laughs> where was this person from? And I mean, I, I don't want to put any lobang or anything, but this person worked in MOE. And then this person started talking about the time where we returned, you know, from, from being cancelled, right? And how we said that, oh, there was a spectral presence in the room. Mm. Uh, but Esther, person by the from, name of, Esther from Copcoms, uh, MOE Copcoms, uh, yeah. Esther from MOE Copcoms. And then this person, this fan that I met at this event said, actually go one Esther <laughs> there is really an That's Esther really an Esther yeah. cop cop. and then they they were like uh, we were all wondering is it really Esther got asked to be down uh, uh, the recording <laughs> then they, they all went to check like oh my god oh my god Esther were you there were you there and then apparently Esther said no lah I wasn't there anything so the, peop- the, the bottom line is that people actually thought that a human being was in the room with us. First rule of the T42 podcast is don't believe anything we say. Don't take us don't seriously. Don't take us seriously, please. Yeah, don't yeah. take us seriously. Um, but to Esther from Copcom. Hi. Hi, if you are listening. Hi. Um, your presence was very much felt <laughs> yeah. in the room. Even though you were actually here. We made you up. Yeah, we made you up. <laughs> and yet, you have... Oh my god, Kisha, we manifested her. We manifested. Oh my god, hey, Halloween coming. Eh. Shandala, Shandala. Shandala, Shandala, Shandala. <laughs> eh. I think we might be witches. We might <laughs> Yeah, it's time for the first segment of the day. Are, Are you home, Shirley? Yeah, it's the segment in which we discuss an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us very often. Both! And what is up for the chopping block today? Kishin? Today, on the chopping block, we have... Cannabis! 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 <laughs> Also known as Marijuana Marijuana Mary J Wit 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 Ganja Ganja Ganja, Ganja. <laughs> but, but, but before we carry on mm, before, before we carry on We have to make a little disclaimer Disclaimer bell Disclaimer bell mm. uh, In this segment We are not <laughs> promoting <laughs> We are not promoting <laughs> The consumption of mm. Enjoyment of mm. Trafficking of Oh absolutely Purchase not. of mm. And general Anything of Yeah mm. Cannabis Marijuana Wit Or ganja Ganja yeah. None of that None, none of that, that. None We're just that. talking Yeah Anything we say In response to The topic of cannabis mm. Is purely academic mm. uh, For entertainment purposes And our own view And our own view Our own view Our own view Our own view Our Opinion. opinion You know, it's our opinion Correct. On things, you know uh, We're not telling you How to uh, find mm. How to do wow. How to enjoy uh. We're really hitting this uh, <laughs> Yeah Okay, so as you can probably imagine And to our five foreign listeners Who are yeah. wondering Why we're being so dodgy about this mm. It's because Singapore has some Of the strictest laws in yeah. the world When uh, it comes to drugs in general yeah. Which includes, of course Marijuana It is it is actually quite intense It is and, intense, and, yeah. and, and, and news about cannabis Has been Has been, has been fl- has flood- pretty, yeah, flooding, yeah, flooding the news lately yeah, There's been yeah. a lot of talk about cannabis There's been a lot of yeah. talk about cannabis Most recently Tell um, us, Joel, tell us Like, former Olympics gold medalist Joseph Schooling Not former Olympics It's Olympic gold medalist Oh is it Because, <laughs> because once you win The gold medal It's your forever Gold medalist yeah. Right so Why am I being so dismissive Someone who's never Won a gold medal <laughs> In anything They don't like There's just one gold medal Going around from you <laughs> I'm so sorry, Joseph Schooling. Yeah. If you're listening, I mean, first of all, get in touch. I'd really love to take you out. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So yeah. Joseph Schooling recently like made headlines because I mean, yeah. I mean, this is probably not news to anybody, but like basically, like he he did some weed when he was abroad. Yeah. Um, when he was supposed to be training or competing or something. Correct. And then like he was doing it with some of his like athlete friends, and I one guess, of his athlete yeah. friends gonna caught on the way back in because like failed the urine test, or whatever. Mm. And then Pauto Joseph Schooling. Yeah, there, there was a bit of Pautoing going on. Schooling. And then Joseph Schooling, even though his urine test was Came back in the negative, negative, had he to confess. Had, he confessed. Mm, yeah. And then, like, wow, controversy, you know? Yeah. All the conservative people hand wringing, going, yeah. like, Ayo, he's like, uh, Singapore's son has betrayed Singapore. It was a very strange, so shameful, strange disgraceful. Time. And then, all the, even the people who were on his side were saying things like, Oh, you know, can we just, like, live and let live? He made a mistake. It's like, and then no. I'm, I'm standing back from it, going, like, He didn't make a mistake. He you did know, some it, weed. It brought to mind, like, other Olympic uh, athletes who actually mm. use uh, marijuana to relax because. It can be very stressful, yeah. so they actually use it, uh, use it like um, medicinally exactly, in some way to, yes. to just stave off a bit of anxiety. Because yeah. come on, to be in the Olympics is really it's intense. Stressful. And then like you know, as it emerged, his like the poor boy's like 
father had recently passed away. He was yes, going yes, through yes, a hard yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Which is obviously okay. So whatever you know, like whatever led him to do it is is his yeah. own business. But yeah, I just business. thought the whole conversation about it was like very cringe. Yeah. You know, it was like so unsophisticated because mm. like in many parts of the world, weed is really not a big deal. Right. Right. So to have this like huge national conversation about someone who did weed mm. abroad yep. just felt like very very embarrassing I was like so yeah. I was really it felt very that, backward yeah la. it felt so backward and I really yeah. felt like we were really this small little Ulu yeah. like country bumpkin town and I was so embarrassed I like oh my god I hope no one none of, no one from outside of Singapore is like clued into this story confirm people got here la. Yeah. someone he's, a, he's an Olympic athlete correct, correct. or as you would say former former <laughs> former Olympic, Olympic gold medalist yeah. former <laughs> Olympic gold medalist Joseph Schooling <laughs> Don't add me. Don't add me. <laughs> so, actually, the most interesting thing that emerged from this conversation is that, like, a lot of people found out for the first time that mm. Singapore has very powerful <gasps> extraterritorial laws right. that govern um, Singaporeans abroad. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's illegal for Singaporeans to do drugs anywhere yeah. in the world. It's, it's like, really the long arm of the it's law. It's really leh. very powerful. This, this, this arm is, is intense. some Voldemort-level power, man. Yeah. You remember how in Harry Potter, like when Voldemort was like at the peak of his power, you say his name only he will appear. Ah, this is ah, it. It's like that. It's, it. it's yeah. like that. It's like that. Shabukam. Shabukam. Say two times. Wait, wait, wait. We have to dispel him. If you say Shabukam's name, you got to ring a bell three times to make sure he doesn't appear behind you. You heard it here first. Yeah. So for a lot of people, it was the first time, especially young people, the yeah. first time they heard about this law, and I think they, th- there was like a lot of disbelief. Yes, exactly. And a lot of anger. And I, I mean, I've, I've known this law for a very long time. Actually, what I, is the history behind this law? I, I, I'm not 100% on it, but I think it came up in the, either the 70s or the 90s. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was the 90s. Something like that, where yeah. people were able to, uh, I mean, it was illegal, to, it is illegal to do drugs in Singapore, yes, right? Yes, like people would go abroad yes, like to like law. Malaysia or Thailand wherever and do drugs and then like, and then they will so come back in order to tighten the efficacy of Singapore's war on drugs at the time like because at the time Singapore's lawmakers took great pride in our very tough stance on everything That's so right. to be the most tough on drugs right they made it illegal for Singaporeans to do drugs abroad even so yeah. that so it's like the, 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 the totality of the law yeah. was you know so absolute right and I think and it was, it was the, the reasoning was true um, urine check only right they, they, could, they could do random urine checks right uh, yeah. at the border yeah. but the rationale was that like they didn't want addicts you know they're yeah, always very yeah, concerned right. about addicts you know like addicts to like uh, circumvent the Singapore system and go abroad and then feed the addiction mm. which mm. in my mind I think just like shows a total lack of understanding mm. of how how people actually are consuming yeah. drugs or what people's actual drug habits are because yeah. you know it's like addiction is a very specific um, yeah. it's a very specific uh, predicament I also think it's very yeah. complex it's la. very complex that, it's, you know? there's also mental health issues behind it yeah. that needs to be dealt with a little bit more yeah, yeah, sophistic- yeah. in a sophisticated yeah. manner yeah. <laughs> yeah. so anyway like the conversation around it has been that a lot of people are just like really upset yes. that like the, the, the law is so absurd and a lot of people are saying like it's so absurd that this law affects us even abroad and like what mm. is it like you know if you're if you're elsewhere you know you should abide by those jurisdictions and what does it mean for a law to be so powerful that it has like power over you everywhere you go in the world so it's exactly. like it's been described as a kind of like governmental overreach right you know yeah, yeah. and more recently mm. a wonderfully fun mothership article came yes. out <laughs> about a housewife who told the Straits Times that she accidentally ate a very nice bowl of noodle soup which contained cannabis. I am going to need some context here, Tisha. So she basically was enjoying a bowl of noodle soup uh, and inside it, she saw vegetables which she thought was kangkong. Uh, the vegetable was boiled into the soup. Then she she thought it was very nice. Wait, she and she's where again? She's uh, in, in Thailand. Chang, she's in Chiang Rai. In Chiang Rai. Chiang Rai. Chiang Rai. Yeah. So she went back for a second bowl the next day and that's when she noticed the cannabis logo. Oh. And then she asked the waitress, eh, inside got what? Inside got ganja. Cannabis. Got ganja. Got ganja. <laughs> oh my god. And then she's like, ha! Auntie, why you eat the cannabis meatball? Also, also, is cannabis the same as Kang Kong? Do they look the same? I don't know leh. I mean, I think any plant you boil to death will look a bit like a oh. <laughs> Right? Yeah. You boil in the soup. Uh. Wait, wait, yeah, wait yeah. so like, this, this auntie, wait, wait, how, why is this being reported? Did she like declare at the airport or something so, so what I heard was that and please go and check the facts so what, what I heard was that she because she ate it she got a big kanchong she, she declared at, at the point of immigration she's oh like excuse me this is what happened and uh, it's, it's not my fault I really didn't know and I think Shamugan also came, uh, came up and said like it may not be the person's fault if it was not advertised and they accidentally ate something 
he he's he, he was is quoted in the mothership article la. They uh, actually ate something that contained cannabis. That is hilarious. It's uh, like cannabis. wow, your law now makes aunties paranoid. <laughs> It, can you imagine the stress this caused the poor Adi? No, you know, I'm sure. It, yeah, her holiday was ruined. Her holiday was ruined. All the time. I mean, she felt that. quite. She felt quite calm for one day. I was like, "Hey, what's so nice, ah?" Uh? <laughs> and the next day, go go back to like eat the magic map, magic meatball. Yeah, eat the magic, eat the magic meatball. meatball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So 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 poor auntie, she was really really quite stressed. Yeah, but doesn't this just highlight how absurd the law is? Like, how are you gonna enforce these things? It's like when you go right. to, like I can, I remember when Thailand, which recently um decriminalized um marijuana for medical use, right? Or is it just like uh in 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 totality? Not I, just I'm for not medical sure. use, just it's, in it's in drinks, it's yeah. in food, yeah. it's, in, it's in facial, it's in creams. facial creams, oh, it's in yeah. all sorts of things. So like yeah. Thailand's recently basically just deregulated it, and yeah. then I remember when the news came out, like the Singapore government was very quick to remind Singaporeans, yeah, like hello, hello, don't forget, huh? Please, we have uh, this very powerful law. Yeah, my arm very long. Yeah, my arm very long. Yeah, and it's my fingers very itchy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, but it's like, it's so, how are you gonna police that? Yeah, you know, if you go, if you go, like, considering how in Thailand, for example, it's in as you say in everything, right? Yeah, like, there, are, there are people who sell these products. Like, you might not always know when you're when you're consuming. No, absolutely. It. In fact, yeah. Shamogam himself has been quoted saying that it's now going to be very difficult to regulate this now that one of our neighboring countries is everywhere, right? It's yeah. everywhere in Thailand. So how are we going and to regulate I, I, this? And really? I think I recently read that Malaysia is thinking about decriminalizing. Oh uh, my god! Uh, no yeah. way. Okay. So, and and actually, like part of the reason why Singapore is so tough. On drugs in general is because they don't want to be a, a major port yeah, for the drug the, trade. The golden triangle, yeah, and right? And so, like this, actually, in a way, would strengthen the argument. Right? Like, look at all of this chaos happening up north. Yeah, like we must double down. Correct. Look, that, look, look at, at this. Look, horrible countries. Correct. Cannot, cannot, cannot be allowed. Yeah, we need to be a beacon of light. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. From the MBS <laughs> shining the yeah the laser yeah, show. Laser <laughs> show. <laughs> like see green only. Biu, biu. Actually, we say it's impossible to enforce whatever. But Singapore yeah. is very good at trying to uh, police the unpoliceable. Like mm. I, I mean, Shamugam himself recently said that he's exploring the potential of like criminalizing cancel. Culture. Oh my god, cancel culture! Cancel culture! Yeah. How yeah. are you going to criminalize this, this cre- nebulous, nebulous, this thing nebulous thing, thing that yeah. nobody fully huh? understands? You know, and have- that actually is. Totally is a misnomer in most you know, instances. You know what? I think we have such self assurance, you know, that like we can police the unpoliceable. Yeah, we can we, police we are such gods. Yeah. <laughs> Singapore can police anything. Anything. One. It can police anything. Anything. Yeah. I tell you, like, it will come to pass, right? <laughs> it will come to pass that they will, like, all outgoing Singaporeans, especially those going to places where we is legalized, uh, uh. must take some kind of pill, right? Ah, uh, you eat uh, it. It only explodes. No, no, it only you turn blue. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Okay. You, you come into customs okay, okay. Oh it's on, it's okay, on. Okay. Like, <laughs> like 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 uh like Elvish swords in Lord of the Rings, right? Got only turn blue. Ah uh, correct, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Or you walk through a scanner and then it will set off some ra- ra- radioactive isotope. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know something like that. Yeah. Can be done one. Can be done, can be done. Don't worry. In fact, I think A Star is really Minister doing Shamugam <laughs> can be done. Yeah. Can be done. You want police? Can nah. I, I find that it's 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 almost mind blowing that our politicians think that they can police the unpoliceable. Where does this come from? You know, is it years of history that, yeah. that, that because we have done it, we, yeah. we did it, we did it successfully, yeah. and because now the the populace is like, oh, we we can control for the lack of a better it's word. Total, like, yeah, it's total compliance. Yeah. La, when you have all of these years of compliance, like yeah. you can just invent something, even if it's absurd, people yeah. will obey one. It is, uh, like I remember reading in an article that you're referencing, right? That like Singaporeans, like when when the the paper interviewed Singaporeans traveling to Thailand, right? A lot of them said, oh, it's uh, most Singaporeans just like avoid these cafes now. Yeah, they avoid. They're, they're, Avoid, yeah. Better to avoid the cannabis cafe in general. Oh yeah. So the law is not only not the law is not only far-reaching. The law is now internalized. Yeah, this is called panoptical power. Oh my god! It's the panopticon. It, it is the panopticon. We are like we have achieved it. Yeah, we snitch on each other. Yeah. And we internalize the surveillance. I know. know. Amazing. No, actually, this really got me very upset a few years ago, and I was like, you know, when I first learned about this law, right? And I was, I think I was overseas at the time, and then I, I, I really felt quite depressed about it because it was like what does it mean to be the subject of like a law that has this kind of extraterritorial power right yeah it's very depressing so Thailand's decriminalize um the usage of cannabis cannabis Malaysia is exploring it like mm. do you think Singapore will ever like approach something like that I don't know we're always slightly behind when it comes to these things right because we're always very scared we want to make sure that everything is accounted for before we actually do this no it's not that I think Singapore wants to be the most Stockholm at law. You, you know, it wants so? to be the most Stockholm of strict laws. Yeah. I don't know. I just think we are scared. 
No, no, we want to be the most severe when really? it comes to everything. Yeah. But where does this severity come from? I think the severity comes from fear. Where do you think the severity comes from? Control? Wanting yeah. To control? But think, where does this control come from? All fear. Well, I yeah, think it's fundamentally no, it's, fear-based. It's a combination of things, obviously. Mm. It's like, Singapore just takes pride in being the most like strict about everything. Sure. Yeah, it's part of our reputation. It is, you know? it is. Yeah. But I'm questioning like the the, 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 the where does this need to to have such firm control these people come from? I, I really think it is fear-based. And I think it that... <laughs> People jumped in their seats. <laughs> sorry, sorry. This one actually died already, so the spirit won't come and haunt you. But I'm just gonna ring the bell and anyway. yeah, must ring. Did you just watch the Lee Kuan Yew musical? I did, and as as, as a segue lah. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful production. Don't get me wrong. Like the set, very nice. <laughs> the singers were great. You know, people only but say the set is very nice yes, and they yes. didn't enjoy the show. So, so you know where I'm going with this. So it's okay. You know, I know I'm a theater practitioner, but no, you can talk shit about a show. The on this entire podcast. two and a half hours, I was sitting down and going. Why does this exist? Ah, exactly. Why does this exist? My thoughts, exactly. And I got very um, suspicious of a musical that valorizes a man looking at him only from one side without giving him, uh, without giving us the other side of the picture. It could have been called Mussolini the musical. Or like Stalin the musical. I think it would have the same flavor. Right. You know, when you valorize a person, yeah. must be a bit careful. La. And yeah, yeah. what I got a bit upset about was that when we were coming out, people were thinking like, oh wow, this is such a good um It's historical his, his, yeah. history lesson. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is not history no. lesson. I mean it's like also girl, if you're going to the theater to get a history lesson, yeah. right, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah really you should be ashamed should. of yourself. Here I am also thinking, right? If you once you can turn autocracy and and a certain form of like totalitarianism into show tunes. Yeah. I think the theater has failed yeah. us. <laughs> so to all theater practitioners maybe in Singapore not. within the reach of my voice, right? I think we really need to do some soul searching. Maybe, maybe, what does maybe, it mean maybe, maybe. that in our midst is now a show about our great like totalitarian leader? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but but but, but yeah. the set is very nice. Yeah, yeah, fire. Very beautiful. Okay, we're coming back to why are we why are we talking about Lee Kuan Yew? Because oh, because where fear does this control come? Yeah, fear. It's baked into our DNA because of like. But to answer yeah. your question directly, you know, will we ever possibly see see like legalization of marijuana? Very interestingly, Joel, mm. very interestingly, like today, like, go one article come out on the Straits Times. Today. Today, 53% want Singapore to explore legalizing cannibal uh can cannibal can- <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> I'm here for it. Pa 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 piao. <laughs> 53% <laughs> What I meant was 53% want Singapore To explore legalizing cannabis For medical use More than half of a thousand people Who were surveyed mm. Believe that the republic Should consider legalizing it Specifically for medical purposes mm. Isn't that very that interesting? That is fascinating Because the tide is shifting No, I think it's because There's been so much Knowledge produced In recent times About the medicinal benefits Of marijuana Yeah And yeah. I think We are I think It's become part of Like the pop popular consciousness that marijuana is not you know as harmful yeah. as alleged by people who are very like war on drugs types yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it's like and, and that there I are, guess what you're saying is that more education is coming in to, to sort of balance that very extreme yes, point of view yeah. like, yes and like when I mean like where you where you look historically at why there is such a strong war on drugs mm. when it comes to marijuana, you can trace it back to like Reaganite racism. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 100%. totally racist and it's totally structural in nature. Yeah. And like actually, the evidence has shown scientifically that like actually very uh, no, it can be beneficial it, for beneficial people for with people with very specific medical conditions like anxiety, yeah, all these anxiety. Sort of yeah, it, uh, it really does help people who have seizures. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Right, it can calm them down. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know When I read this article I was super surprised Yeah, 53% but, So this is interesting Because I think if you Taken this survey Maybe 10-15 years ago It'd be very different Wow 10-15 yeah, I think, I think so. maybe 5 even Maybe 5 leh. Yeah, yeah. I think Because something. I think you were yeah. right Because of what has happened Recently With Joseph schooling With, mm. the, with the reminders That actually Hey we have a lot of Power outside of Singapore And also this Anti-eating Kang Kong soup mm. you know, I, think, I think we are now Starting to learn A lot of things yeah. And I think th- That's the very interesting Tension here right The more the government Reminds us that Hey Dona Dona The power of knowledge Is right there At our fingertips We can all check one And to that point I have a solution yes. I have a solution to, to this like You know If you don't want to go And do marijuana overseas right You know what the government Should do or not what? You know what the government Should do Teach people about marijuana <laughs> Yeah. Just teach la. So that this auntie right Will yeah. know the difference yes, yes, yes. When you boil marijuana yes, yes, yes. <laughs> When 
What's the difference? Like, yeah. I think Singaporeans need a sort of like a guide tra- book. travel guide a travel. for going to dangerous places. <laughs> yeah, right? going to da- yeah. dangerous places. At, at Changi Airport, like Singaporeans yeah. going to yeah, hand out leaflets. I need to give out leaflets. Ah, right? This is how yeah. marijuana looks like. Don't take yeah, ah. Correct, correct. Don't take. Don't this take. What ah. It smells like if you ah. smell, you run. You correct. smell only, you run away. Correct. You, mm. we can spray. Yeah. You know, like you smell this one, you, ah. you run if away. If you go to the spa. Mm. And you smell this smell, they yeah. are not legitimate. Run away. Run away. Run away. Yeah. Run so away. what we need is really yeah. like head top down education. Which which which, <laughs> which ministry slash stat board would be in charge of this, do you think? Mm. Mm. I think NLB. Yeah. NLB. <laughs> is it NLB or mm. CNB? Maybe la, maybe. Or SPF? Yeah. Who knows? STB, uh. Maybe ST- STB. You know Maybe what? Maybe it's STB. STB. Okay, so STB, if you're listening, right, I think you all need to print yeah. like, leaflets. Uh. Yeah. yeah. So we give you your next um, project. So that all our aunties can travel to Thailand and get their massage with peace of mind, you yeah. know? Can drink soup Can like, drink soup safely. 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 Yeah. Uh, or like, you know, buy yeah. facial creams without like, you exactly. know, corrupting themselves, you know? Exactly. Like drink bubble tea uh, without like any problems. Yeah, the government should take this seriously, you know? As, yeah. You know, the same way they are doing so hard to educate people on how to avoid scams exactly Avo- you know we should be educating people on how to avoid marijuana accidental marijuana consumption exactly basically the parallel is that and also mm. like sex ed yeah you know? <laughs> I mean that. between the two this is more important uh. <laughs> who cares about sex ed huh? this is the crisis facing us <laughs> at this time huh? this auntie consume cannabis without her knowledge you know yeah. how can this be how can allowed? this be allowed Now it's time for lukewarm takes. Ooh. We're two elder millennials. That's us. Talk about something that's happening in the world today. So what are we talking about today, Joel? We are talking about a phenomenon known as quiet quitting. Shh. Be quiet about Be it. Be quiet. Have you quit question? I'm gonna quit. You're gonna quit. Bye. But very quietly. Very quietly. Okay. And yes. scene. And scene. What is quiet quitting, Kishin? So quiet quitting is basically a situation where employees work within their defined work hours and engage solely in activities within those hours. So basically, they just do what they're paid for for mm. the time that they're paid for. No such thing as overtime. No mm. such thing as working over the weekend. Mm. No such thing as doing special projects. Mm. None of that. You hire me to do ABC, I do ABC. I mean, that's it. as a freelancer who works in the arts, hearing mm. this, right, I'm just going like, doesn't that that to me just sounds like work? Shouldn't you only right. do what you're paid to do? But I guess this is me coming in with a very naive understanding of workplace culture. Yeah, yeah. I'm do people really are people typically expected to do uh, like a you know more or to go above and beyond? I mean, let's put it this way, right? When you come in an entry level job, you mm. definitely want to get promoted and make an impression you want to make an impression mm. so how do you make an impression the easiest way to make an impression is to do a little bit more mm. is, to, is to make yourself stand out mm. so you start taking work you start uh, t- extra work start doing like projects mm. and like have stretch goals these mm. sorts of things and doing those things definitely something something else has to give lah. Mm. like time outside of work has mm. to give right so yeah that's why people do it and in reality this happens quite a bit Ah, uh, so I guess in one sense quiet quitting means opting out of a certain kind of like uh, opting out of prioritizing career progression yeah. for or the one, rat right? race or the rat race or a specific form in which the rat yeah. race happens but another way of thinking about this quite quickly is people um, not wanting to give more of themselves to work than they need to yeah. and actually some of this more of themselves doesn't necessarily translate to career progression right? no, it, it could doesn't. just be like it just translates to stress stress <laughs> yeah. or it could come from wanting to please people Perhaps. or wanting to be liked yeah, so it's like so quite yeah. quitting. I think it's called quitting because it's like a kind of mental checking out, isn't it? Yeah, like you yeah. check out. So you don't quit the job, but you 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 quit being give. You know, you quit from a certain engagement. With yeah, it, you right? quit from a certain structure of how 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 things, work, yeah, yeah how work is has been done for the longest right. time. Right. Yeah, and for me, like it's it's only very recently like like become very popular. This mm. phrase quite quitting, right? And so I was asking myself like where where did this where did this come from? I think it very much came from the fact that. COVID was mm. such a stressful time for everybody. Right. And when that happened, we really, there was a lot of reprioritizing, like what is important in our lives. Mm. And like, you know, many people talk about just walking in nature. Remember, mm. nature became such a big thing yeah. during COVID. I mean, it was all around us. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Quite lah, quite. Yeah, it's quite there. Even the virus itself yeah, is it's, actually it's, nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very that. It's very yeah. That. It's very that. It's right? giving nature. <laughs> yeah. So yes, there's like enjoying nature, or just taking more time for yourself. Taking more time, is reading, yeah, a book, reading a book, enjoying, or connecting with loved ones and yeah, friends, like and, yeah, with your pets, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, there's a lot of that. And then when we went back to work, I think we were faced with this 
a sort of like existential mm. dread or mm. crisis going like wow what is all of this when yeah. I experience that you know yeah. I remember um, when we were at the awkward phase when like people we would the, the, the work, workplaces and the economy were beginning to heat up just a bit uh, mm. after all the lockdowns I remember we had this conversation multiple times even on this podcast about how depressed it made you that like despite uh, the crushing weight of the pandemic we yeah. were still f- we, there was still this kind of like charging ahead mentality absolutely and I suspect that this this quite this kind of quiet quitting headspace comes from an understanding that there's something very fundamentally perverse yeah and quite absurd and unproductive and unhealthy and toxic about this like let's go ahead and charge forward kind of approach to work mm. when actually people want to prioritize different parts of themselves now yeah. right yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't I don't know if I see change in the future but 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 one glimmer of hope right with this is that many countries in the world singapore included mm. is exploring a four like, day work week four day work mm. week you know and and i guess that is uh, a hat tip to a bit of like hey we can still be productive in the same in less amount of time and now you can do other things you yeah. can enjoy your life as yeah. a human being yeah. you know i think this makes me think a little bit about that Arundhati Roy quote, mm. right? Where she, at the start of the pandemic, she was like, some things like the pandemic are like portals, right? Through which you go from one world to another world. Yeah. And the question you got to ask yourself as you cross that portal is how much baggage from the first world do you want to bring across with you? And I think like, it's maybe things like this that are interesting to observe as a learning from things like the pandemic, right? Right. This is like widespread conversation about the four-day work week. To me, it would have been impossible, I think. Unthinkable. Unthinkable a couple of years ago Absolutely And it's something about And it, you know what this makes me think about It is like Actually when workers Like collectively decide They've had enough of something Like the economy has to respond in some way yeah. Because it's like You know If workers just go on strike Yeah You know Nothing No work will be done Correct like, The economy yeah. depends on so the workers it's like, I think like It's a sort of acknowledgement I think that Yeah you can't treat human beings like that. Yeah. And that something has to give, right? Yeah. So I think it's interesting, like maybe the, the trajectory of our learning from the pandemic is actually a very long process and this yeah. is one aspect of uh, that we're beginning to observe. Absolutely. Now, right? Yeah. It makes me think a lot about how, you know, during the pandemic, suddenly like working from home became a thing. Yeah. And then like you know, it Zoom one, was one, normalized. Yeah, one of the great myths of work was the workplace, right? You know, it's this thing that like we all just took as a kind of given about yeah. work, and then that just became you know, radically uh, yeah. uh, uh, torn down so quickly. Absolutely. And now, so many workplaces mm. are uh, a workplace optional, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, except yeah. for yours, lah, which is yeah, like, except yeah. for mine. But even then, the, the, there's room to maneuver what uh, education can look like mm. a, a, away from a school. You yeah. know, and and. and like you're right A few years ago This was unthinkable mm. Pre-COVID This was unthinkable People were like huh, How to do this It's so difficult mm. But now with technology So many different tools Are mm. available to, That this can become An actual yeah. An actual thing I'm just I'm just thinking about How quiet quitting Looks like In different places In the world Like right. how does it look like In Singapore how, how does it look like In places like America, China, India How does it look like I is think it in Singapore It's primarily uh, Something that registers On the face <laughs> Like, like song. Yeah, I think when you see someone at the workplace, I think you 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 know they are quiet quitting because they got one damn fucking smelly face. On. Yeah, they yeah. always go to like yeah. the 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 uh, yeah, food yeah. court. Singaporeans are very bad at hiding what they're feeling on their face, one. So if someone's quiet quitting, oh, I know, you, I am. You will know. Yeah, you will know. it's the kind of like because I think maybe in Singapore, like everybody's expected to be kind of like you know to play along yeah. and go with it, right? But as long as someone's the the minute you become a negative Nancy, right? It's like ah, she's quiet quitting. <laughs> Yeah. So to so all the quiet quitters out there, if you want to be discreet about it, maybe uh, smile. smile. <laughs> Sing a happy song while you work so that they're not on to you. That's right. That's they're right. Not on to you. That's how you do this covertly. Yeah. I also remember, like, I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> like bosses are are clued into this idea of quiet quitting. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure at some workplaces they're doing their best to mitigate it, right? No, correct. You yeah. must, right? Because, because if, okay, why work on mass if yeah. everybody quiet, quiet quits? Quit. Then die lah. But why? Why? So. Like, actually, I don't understand from an economic perspective, right? Right. Like, what is being lost to a business when someone quite quits? Right. It, and why there's anxiety about it? I suspect it's because, right, there's a sort of, like, shadow economy in every business that basically is made up of the things people are doing for free. Yeah. Uh, that they're expected to do for career advancement or whatever, right? That they're basically doing out of their job description that yeah. the business actually depends on this like maybe labor right yeah. you know what got me when you're saying that you know what I was thinking about what? Like, in every sort of like like uh, roles and responsibility of a job right there's always mm. the last one that says uh, and any other and any other projects that might come up ah you know that's and so, so ambiguous yeah and I think the ambiguity 
benefits the company, of right. course, because then I can throw anything at you and mm. I can couch it as like stretch goals right. and kind of like, oh, I just want to see how you perform, right. you know, all these sort of things. What is a stretch goal? What is a stretch goal? Yeah. So a stretch goal is something like um, if uh, uh, something that your bosses sort of give you to see whether you can function at a higher level. Okay. So they give you they give you this project. Say like, hey, to, this year I want you to be in charge of X, Y, Z. Let's see how you do. You know, and then you do the work, but you don't get necessarily remunerated for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't get you don't get remunerated for it. Hence, the term stretch goal. So basically, like, it's testing w- your capabilities for a promotion it's or for a, yeah. the next level of Most work. of the time it is. And then they throw you, like, some of that work they to do. They throw you some of the work to see how you can wade in the shit for a bit. Uh, that sounds fucking unethical, I'm sorry. It, it does sounds, sound a it bit... It sounds exploitative It does sound a bit exploitative, yeah. yeah. It, it does sound a bit of that, but 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 it's quite rampant in a lot of things. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. The term stretch goal is used everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. You that, don't have stretch goals for yourself, huh? <laughs> As a self-employed artist. No. <laughs> My... No. <laughs> I actually don't want to be stretched. <laughs> and I have no goals. No? I just coast along, babe. Wonderful. Which is why everybody talking about quiet quitting. I'm just like, dude, I've been doing this for like years now. You've I've, been, I've you've quit from life. <laughs> I quit from the rat race. You've been quitting loudly. Yeah, I, I'm the <laughs> ultimate quitter. <laughs> I, I, I quit from like the whole like employment rigmarole yeah, you yeah. know I'm loudly unemployed how do you actually how do you feel about that like when you look at me for example mm. like with this stable job or whatever mm. I think we had conversations like this before but how do you feel about that sometimes do, do, you, do you find it a bit tense like do you wish that ah oh, I wish I had something more stable I wish I had a more stable financial situation but I don't envy any of you who right. have jobs I don't mm. I, I know y'all envy me Because I have so much time to myself Bro, I, I envy it all yeah. the time And, I, 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 and I'm, I'm very satisfied With that aspect of my life I don't want yeah. to be And I don't want to be Like subject to The whims and needs And like Of some business I don't want to be I don't want to be Out there making someone richer I don't want to be caught In some like Barbaric corporate structure Yeah Yeah That's what I think But then, that even then right I've been looking at my own work And going like Yeah there have been moments Where I've been working on projects Where I have mentally checked out Really? Yeah And I Because you know Our work is also contractual Right It right. has to be right Right So like I'm very particular About contracts Because like I, 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 I want to I always make sure That I only like if anything's expected of me that requires work, it is it should be contracted. Better well be contracted, mm. and that like there that I protect myself contractually as oh, well. Oh, naturally, and I'm, like, I'm glad and, you do that. And whenever I'm doing a project where suddenly more is expected of me, oh, I'm like push back. No, I just ignore. Oh. I ignore emails. Yeah. Then you know what. That's yeah. quite quick. It's like if, I'm, if there's an email chain About a project And then ah. like people tag me Going like Oh Joe what okay. do you think about okay. this And that's not under my purview I'm just like Oh no I'm going to ignore that You literally I literally ignore, ignore. It's like you know, yeah That surprises me so much Why? Because you're such an anxious person No no this is more recent uh, I've Yeah become, because yeah. you You don't like to leave messages unanswered You don't like to leave emails unanswered no, You don't like sh- calls No nowadays I'm very good at Ignoring oh people's messages Oh my god messages, when did yeah. this happen? Um, Maybe in recent years Yeah I, I've learned the value Of protecting myself and and only you. doing what I want Oh yeah. my god That's amazing And sis. I think this is what people are You know Like coming around to When it comes to quiet quitting right? It's just like doing what you, you You have capacity for And doing what you want Yeah Right I, I think it's coming out From a kind of general Sense of malaise That is attending to <laughs> This moment we are living in Yeah Like because there's a phenomenon In China called um, I think it's called The laying flat movement Or something Right, right? I think it's called Tangping or something which Okay The younger generation in, in China Are coming up against Like a, a very competitive Labour market It's a shrinking uh, right. Shrinking number Jobs, it's high youth unemployment. Um, you know, there's very competitive uh, university places, very competitive, right? So basically, yeah. it's, 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 it's quite jialat. yeah. And, and so, I think there's this general sense of like uh, despair, um, in, you know, in, in, the, in, in the Chinese economy, and so a lot of people are just giving up. You know, like right. they're doing the bare minimum, or they're doing very simple jobs, uh, and and they are they are opting out of the rat race. They're opting out right. of like traditional pursuits of like uh, you know, making lots of money, yeah. getting very good jobs, and then like getting promotion after promotion. And and I I see there as a kind of similarity with quiet quitting, right? Because like in in essence, quiet quitting is opting out of a certain way in which work functions, right? Yeah, yeah. So you when you say it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to ignore all these stretch goals. If someone comes to me and goes like, hey, would you like to take on more responsibility in light of potentially getting a promotion? And you just say, no, I, that's not the vibe. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's opting out of like, it is. you know, a certain... 
performance. I, of- I wonder if Singaporean, like the Gen Zs, do that. And whether it is also generationally... This, this, this thing is also generational. I suspect because I think we are coming up against like a very big existential dread, are yeah. we not? Like, we know that the world is going to shit. 100%. That the structures that hold us, including work... And you know, if you look at all the work we do, it's all bound up in some hideous structure. And yeah. We know it's failing us. We know that this system is broken. Mm. That And I, I think like on some level, the decision to just not participate is a very deeply felt and emotional one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I know this for a fact. The young people that I talk to are, in, are, are very anxious about mm. all sorts of things. And they don't have... I think I told you this before. They don't have, they don't have the vocabulary to explain their anxiety but if you poke a little bit deeper you realise that they're just very scared about their futures mm. and it's not the usual scare like oh I don't know what job I will have I don't know whether I have enough money it's like will the world still exist mm. you know that sort of thing it's so existential and to see like young people have this is quite scary and very I don't know I, I, my heart goes out to them a little bit because yeah. we are facing it and we are now like mid 30s yeah. you know, and we don't know how to deal with this no yeah I mean, I think the, the problem with millennials is that we came up at a time when there was still in the 90s a sense of like, uh, you know, especially in more developed societies, a sense of optimism about the world. No, you're right. So yeah. we were brought up in an optimistic time, we right? Were, and we I were. think our specific anxiety is is being fed all this optimism. Yeah, and then, and then seeing kaput, it... Kaput! 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 So, you know, like the big talking point for millennials is like our parents' generation is a lot richer than us. Mm. Right, and then we enter the workforce and have none of the luxuries Nothing. that our parents. Yeah, uh, uh, the prime example is always yeah. how the price of yeah. housing. Yeah. Correct, right, correct, goodness. Correct. So it's like, but these kids, like they've not been raised with any optimism because they've all come up, come at age at a time of crisis and apocalypse, right? So, of, of and well, I, maybe they're better yeah. off. I think they're better off. It's just like oh, <laughs> like, lower your expectations. Here's the yeah. shitty world we live in. Yeah, you know. Make what you want of this. So, I mean, the, the other day at this rave, at the rave we were talking about earlier, we met yeah. this kid who was in year one uh, of at university, uni, right? That's and then right. Like, after after the whole rigmarole about how old are you, whatever. Oh, you mm. look so young for your age, guy. And then we yes. were like, oh, thank you, thank you, babe. Thank you. Then they asked like, oh, so does it get better? <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah. did ask that. Does it get better? Yeah. I mean, obviously the answer is no. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but we made a show of it, right? We were like, yeah, it does. I don't yeah. know if I believe the answer is no. It doesn't I, get better. I believe we make our own little pockets of happiness. And that's yeah. what I said. Yeah, you yeah. do that for a while. And then eventually you realise that your life is nothing but crushing despair. No. And then you quiet quit. You must <laughs> you must hold on to the pockets of happiness. You can quiet quit and hold on to the pockets of nah, happiness, Nah, the bro. people who are holding on to the lifeline are the ones being strung along and being made to stretch their assholes to get better promotions, <laughs> right? In the end, they're going to realise that it doesn't translate to a better material like conditions. This, doesn't translate to yeah. better income. Doesn't translate to better work-life balance. All that happens to them yeah. is that they've just been fisted. Yeah. They've been fisted by the system <laughs> and then some kid from RJC who has all of these structural privileges who's just going to jump above them anyway. What's the point of doing anything? It's all yeah. fucked. Mm. Yeah, this is me. That was me impersonating a Gen Z kid. Oh, is that yeah. it? Yeah. Well done. Mm. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> structural analysis by a Gen Z. <laughs> Obviously, the answer to all of this is labor union. Mm. You see, quiet quitting is only... Queer quieting is a kind of like petty emotional response to a structural system that is failing you and And you can't do anything about it. Because you are an individual. Individuals cannot change systems. Collectives can. The only way to, you know, like defeat the malaise and the and the exploitative structure. That sounded like I said defeat the malaise, didn't it? That's not what I said. I meant the only way to dispel the malaise. M-A-L-A-I-S-E. Maybe use another word. Read a dictionary. <laughs> Read a book. Individuals cannot change systems and the only way to kind of overcome this like sien feeling at work or the feeling that you're being exploited or the feeling that like your labor isn't translating to better gains for yourself is yeah. not to quiet quit mm. and it's not to pout in a corner mm. and be a negative Nancy at work. Yeah. It is to it's unionize. To, yeah, it's to come together, yeah. band together and to right. do something about it. Yeah, but it. that obviously in Singapore cannot. Yeah, yeah. a bit difficult. Mm. So mm. one of the first things they did was get rid of labor unions. We don't have any labor unions, man. We do, but they are very like uh, toothless. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the UK, like the labor situation, the labor union situation there is intense. Yeah, but I don't know if that's also what I want. That, that swings to opposite extremes sometimes. Why know, like, workers should workers should be able to unionize to get like to 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 to, no, to I, rally I, against exploitative situations? I'm not saying yeah. that I agree with you philosophically yeah. what they should do, but I think sometimes uh, it can swing to such an extreme that they willy nilly uh, strike. 
Nah, I no, think that, I, I, that that's a very conservative talking point, Kishan. Yeah? The people don't go on strike willy-nilly. They go on strike because like something f- about their work uh, their work environment is deeply exploitative no. and unsatisfactory. No, I get that, but I, I, I think I sit somewhere in between of this. I, I, I also believe that we should have unions, we should yeah. have labour unions, but I think it, it needs to be in a very structured manner and it's someone at the top of this labour union needs to be very clear-headed. Sure. Yeah. Un- union leadership is very important. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, uni- but unions are essential. Mm, agree. Yeah. I agree with you. No, that. because I think it just draws attention to the fact that like the economy cannot run without workers mm. and that is like an easily forgotten point. It really know? is. It's an easily forgotten yeah. point. Like, if you every know, day, if today the yeah, whole if, Singapore stopped if, working, if, uh, if, like, if like top brand just like stop working you know the economy will continue functioning it if like these stupid men in suits like quit right they don't like, matter they don't run the company yeah they don't matter in the same way the civil service is not run by our ministers it's run by civil servants like yourself I agree you know if you yeah. all quit we'd be doomed if, yeah, if we all and quit, yet why doomed. is it that we, we we feel like the only way to respond you know to to the to this displeasure at the workplace is to like mentally check out mm. it's because we we can't do anything we've there's a set and, and this is again Right, like a reiteration of a very common phenomenon in this moment that we're living in in late stage capitalism, which is that the individual is meant to take on the burden of like structural brokenness. Right, it's the same with climate, the climate crisis. It's the same with labor crises. It's the same with like health crisis, like all sorts of social crises. The individual is meant to feel like they need to be doing something on an individual level, or that if they do, if they if they don't achieve change on an individual level, there's something like about them that is like failed or yeah. inadequate. But no, right, it's we we don't achieve anything in as in individuals only as like collectives uh, of pissed off people girl I need another drink <laughs> so like as someone who actually has a job Kishin like, yeah. would you ever quiet quit I don't think I would quiet quit and the only reason I will not quiet quit is because I firmly believe in I, I'm very passionate about what I do mm. and I say this with no hint of cynicism I'm very passionate about what I do and if I see that there's value in what I'm doing I will carry on so I, I guess it is not quiet quitting but I will be very careful about what I do and what I want to do. Mm. Yeah, as long as it speaks to me, mm. then okay lah. Then I, w- I will do it. As long as I see value in it, I will do it. But I don't think I will quiet quit. I actually think, right, yeah. like, as we enter this period of heightened crisis, we are going to see a lot of this kind of radical opting out. Mm. So like, you know, in the UK right now, as they approach the winter and are facing the energy crisis and yeah. like the Appalling. rising... The rising uh, cost of living There is a movement in the UK uh, Which is the don't pay movement Where people are just like Trying to collectivize around the idea Of not paying for their energy bills this Oh winter. wow Yeah because if enough people Just collectively decide not to pay It will force Like uh, It will force Corporations and, 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 and the government To do something about it Right To fix the problem Because right? they can't live They, they, they can't leave like ho- The whole nation exactly. With no power this is, this is the power Of collective action right? yeah, yeah, The same yeah. thing With Agreed. like labour strikes Right Like you know Again the UK Was recently brought To its knees By several rounds Of transport strikes And and then you know str- you know Labour labor organising Became a huge talking point In the recent Like um, conservative Party leadership uh, Debate right And then both of them Talked about how They wanted to Move to legislate Against you know, labour movements mm, mm, and mm. against strikes. So it's a very dangerous, you know, people are aware. I think we are entr- we are, there is an awareness at a very high uh, level, especially amongst very deeply conservative people that there is something about collective action that is very yeah. dangerous. Sure. And it, it, so I feel like quiet quitting feels to me like like the opposite of that in a way. Right? Okay. Quiet quitting feels like, quiet quitting is an acknowledgement that there's something very broken, but this it's not a solution to the deep structural problems that face us. It's interesting I mean? that you yeah. feel that it's 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 not a potent force. I feel that quiet quitting is potentially quite potent. No, I th- I I I'm all for it. I'm all for like mentally checking out of an exploitative situation. But I yeah. think quiet quitting is fundamentally kind of like petty and petulant. You I, know, and it's not productive. I don't it, know. I I, I yeah. think like if I, I'm imagining right, this whole body, let's say a whole ministry or a whole a whole organization, uh, just quiet quits. Yeah, then, but then, what what would that even look like? But um, people just don't do extra things. Yeah, and as we've already talked about, sometimes these organizations depend on a lot of these extra things, right? And people just say, "Nope, this is not my job description. Mm. I'm not going to do it." Mm. And the simple act of not doing it times like one thousand people, right? I think people will be. But there will always will be, be some positive Peter who will do it. But there only, will be one. Yeah, there will be one more in the office who will be like, I will take on all the extra work. Sure. And burn out, but then they will do it. You know, there will always be people who are tantalized by the prospect of, you know, uh, no, promotion. But I agree yeah. with you, but but if what we're talking about here is critical mass, right? Yeah. So if let's say like a thousand people, like 90% out of 10% yeah. do this, 
people be brought no, to their knees. No, but it's the whole kind of like secretive, quiet nature of it that is fundamentally the petty part. Because mm. like, if you don't know if Nancy is is quite quick, right. you don't know that your colleague. If none of you talk, you no, know, and true. in fact, if, if none of you talk about how unhappy you are with the workplace environment or yeah. like your employment situation, if none of you are talking. It's is is fundamentally useless. Yeah, quiet I agree, quitting. I agree. Quiet quitting feels to me also as a sort of transitory period between this job and the next. A lot of people quite quit at the at the tail end of their set of, of a job. They yeah, know yeah. they people know that they've, they've checked out. Yeah, they've checked out. They know that they, they can't be bothered. So it's you know it's like it's not going to do anything to change the right, workplace right. environment. Yeah, maybe quiet quitting is step one of no, this of this change. In fact, actual quitting is the o- is more useful than quiet quitting. I feel oh, yeah. because if like there you've seen this it, how like if at a workplace there's suddenly mass attrition of people, it sends a signal to yeah. higher management that something do is something. wrong. Yeah. yeah, but quiet quitting does not achieve that. Mm. You know, it's not radical enough in a way. Okay. Yeah. So mm. I feel like as much as I'm very empathetic and I think it's quite funny that everybody is like talking about this, right? I think it's actually just another symptom of this moment we are living in, where individuals just like take like highly individualized action to mm. protect themselves from deeply problematic broken systems but it's not achieving anything right it's it's entropic it's it's nihilistic it's defeatist you know what i mean yeah and um uh, that is that is the moment that is the moment, <laughs> the moment. <laughs> let's make another drink uh. mm. <laughs> Alright, it's time for Bite Size Science. Yay! It's the segment in which our resident science expert, Kishin Kumar Singh, That's me. gives us some bite sized science <coughs> to help us survive 21st century living. Oh. What do we have today, Kishin? Wow, never has that opening been more true. Survive 21st survive, century. Survive, uh, yeah, oh. survive. Leh. Mm, today we're going to talk about DART. What? D-A-R-T. It's an acronym. It's D-A-R-T. An acronym. Yeah, it, it stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test. Double asteroid redirection test. Yeah, essentially, okay, just just uh, just a summary of what this is. Uh. Recently, um, last year actually, uh, the world's first full-scale mission to test technology for defending Earth against asteroid impact was done. <laughs> yeah, against asteroid impact. Like. Scared about the Armageddon or not? Don't worry. I mean, Humanity is doing something about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if we don't burn ourselves to a crisp, an asteroid will. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. And you know, I, I put money on us first. Yeah, <laughs> I think we will we beat will. the asteroid yeah. to it. Uh. We will beat the asteroid. We Wait, beat but asteroid. So, this is basically a sort of planetary defense system. Yes, that's right. It's a right. planetary defense system. So, the, uh, the idea is super, super, super simple. Yeah. So, they wanted to see whether uh, we could do anything to deflect an asteroid. Okay, so it's 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 a, it's an experiment for proof of concept, just to see whether this would work. So on the twenty fourth of November, I think last year, mm. they sent up this satellite, okay, this little thing, shot up shot it up to space with the aim of hitting an asteroid. All right? right. So so on twenty sixth of September this year, so the poor little satellite was just hurtling through space for nine months <laughs> with the aim of just smashing right into an <laughs> asteroid. So, just like last week, 26 September, it's successfully smashed into, <laughs> into an asteroid called Dimorphus. Okay, it smashed... The, the asteroid is called Dimorphus? Yeah, it smashed into an Why does that sound a like a, a fucking Marvel yeah. villain? <laughs> it smashed into Dimorphus. And the idea is this. If the smash, right, if this, if this impact actually altered the, 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 the trajectory, uh, right, of it, then yes, you have proof of concept. You're like, oh my god, yes, this idea works. And now we can upscale it. We can refine the technology a bit. And if and when an asteroid is hurtling towards Earth we potentially could do something about it. Okay. Yeah. So I have some questions. Yo, please. Like, did they know that Dimorphos was in range when they shot this poor satellite out right. towards no, of it? Of course, not. a lot of math went into it. Like, That's why? Okay, okay. So, so, also, mm. what is the satellite's star sign? Star sign? She's giving cancer. She's giving cancer right She's now. giving cancer. <laughs> She's giving cancer. She's like, just, yeah. no, I don't want it. She's just rust. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what we both yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, so, Dimorphos is part of a binary asteroid, uh, binary asteroid system. So, basically, Dimorphos and its twin, uh, Didymus, they they revolve around each other and they are near-Earth asteroids. So, uh, uh, at, like, some points in, in the year, they come very close to Earth. They, they, they don't... Right. They're not going to hit Earth, right. but they come very close to Earth such that we can do experiments on them. So, you're telling me that these twin asteroids were just minding their own business <laughs> in space 
floating around and then suddenly <laughs> as some they've been doing since for eons, for you know? eons for and eons. some motherfucker shoots a little like <laughs> cancerian satellite <laughs> at them I'd be pissed off yeah yeah. so did Little Miss satellite alter the course of this asteroid right so because the collision happened like last week yeah. so now over the next like three to four years oh. what they're gonna do is they're gonna uh, track the trajectory mm. of Dimorphos to see whether the trajectory changed right. but the fact that it hit the asteroid is a big deal la. like like you know the millions of dollars that they spent right. to create this thing and then smash it <laughs> I, it, yeah. was worth it lah yeah. you know then we can now we can now check you know there's something at a very high level when you reach this scale right there's something yeah. very primitive about this technology even though actually it requires so much, so much. advanced like yeah. physics and science to get there but there's something very primitive yeah. about like it's like we're just, just hit it. you're just hit it <laughs> <laughs> let's just, just hit, hit it, it. <laughs> and let's see what happens <laughs> You know, yeah. actually, a part of me got very frightened. Like, what happens if you hit it out of course and now it's going to veer closer yes! to Yes! <laughs> like, you shot yourself in the it's foot. It's like, have we learned nothing? Huh? Yeah, this is why, like, you know, the humanities are important. Uh, because, <laughs> like, like, I'm literally disagreeing. Like, you know, you can't just do this and expect there to be no consequences. Right. Yeah. yeah. It got me thinking of multiple things. The first is like, wow, we, this creature, you know, uh, this, this product of evolution can now go in alter like planetary things like, 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 like cosmic bodies cosmic celestial bodies. bodies yeah we cannot go and alter it like, wh- like who have we become can we just stop for no, a no, while no, no, no. I don't, you don't need to think so much it's, like, yeah, it's like we, we, we can alter but the, the technology is still very primitive it's <laughs> because still very it's primitive. just what it's yeah, just, just a, literally <laughs> it's just a book yeah it literally yeah, a book. is that. It's literally just a book. It's literally yeah. just a book. yeah, yeah. yeah my, but my main concern good, is like what if like there's some kind of like hantu what kind of cosmic ghost or spirit or energy in the asteroid yeah. that has now been awakened? Yeah, correct. What if, like, like Thanos? If, you know, what if in like avoiding some kind of like speculative like disaster, we had yeah. in fact precipitated yeah. the end of the end of the world? You know what? That is just par for the cost of humanity. Par for the cost of humanity, <laughs> right? We we do this yeah, to yeah. ourselves. Yeah, one. this Halloween she's coming. She's just <laughs> wait. Just wait. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You know, Joa, if an asteroid is going to hit. Singapore or planet Earth lah, and you know that we are going to be doomed. What would you do? Lie down. <laughs> you quiet quit lah. Yeah, I'll quiet quit. <laughs> it's the ultimate opportunity to quiet quit, right? It's just nothing just, like, you want to check off and like do like. Well, okay, like, well, what's the time frame okay, here? Maybe, maybe humanity has one year. Oh, and we've done all we can. Oh, I would fuck like crazy. Yeah, yeah, I would have a lot of sex. I would go and have sex with people because, like, I previously thought some... were totally off my leg. And oh, just go wow. like, hey, hey, the world's ending. Yeah, you gotta try everything. Huh? What would I do? <laughs> what would I do? I would travel. You travel? Yeah, but then like, I'm pretty sure the air prices would be crazy by then. Yeah. But you know, like, if there's an asteroid hurtling towards Earth and we only have one year left and like the money system is still around, I think it's like, I would, it's just like, fuck that shit, right? Yeah. I, I would just kill myself. It's like, you would kill yeah, yourself. If knowing an asteroid is coming towards us has not, just cause a total transformation in the way that we operate as a society it's like what is the point right yeah you know yeah, I think when I said one year right it got me thinking like actually oh, if I were the government the, the, the body that knew that an Australia is going to hit earth I would not tell humanity until like maybe a week before uh, because to avoid panic to right? give a, a year we will all descend into some sort of chaos I would not want to be that person who made that decision though yeah like I wouldn't it's a lot it's a lot can you imagine no I literally can't okay but let's say let me rephrase that question nuclear fallout Mm. you have a chance to live and you go underground bunker what would you take with you Mm. got a chance to live one how many items can I bring with me Uh, as many as you want Okay. Oh, that's hard. This one is a, a underground suite, bunker suite. <laughs> that's hard. Um, my pressure cooker. <laughs> I love that in this universe, there's still electricity. Oh, don't have electricity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. MSG. MSG. Yes, because MSG could make cockroaches taste good. Even cockroaches. Yes, cockroaches would, would taste, taste good, good with MSG. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we've come to the end of yet another episode of yes. for 2 mm. Thank you, dear listeners. This has been episode 69, yes. hasn't it? Oh, yeah. We are, we are, we are, too, so good, we are too good to make that joke. Yes, let's we are not. Too, are we though? Are we though? <laughs> 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 
Well, it's also the start of October. Oh, spooky the season. Spooky, 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 dooky season. Spooky, spooky, Maybe we'll do uh, one of our famed Halloween specials. Oh, I feel like every time we do a Halloween special, <gasps> it's quite, actually, we've only done one. I'm going to say. Hey, what yeah. will you go? Are you? Oh, this year we can go out for Halloween. Yes. Yeah, so are, oh, are you gonna? I'm, are you gonna do anything? I'm definitely gonna go out. I I I bought tickets to the uh, Rocky Horror Show picture show. Rocky Horror picture show. Oh, yes. uh, projector is doing it as part of the, uh, the glory host. The glory host. Yeah. Yes, yes. Are yes, you gonna yes, dress yes. up as like one of the characters? I am. I have never seen the show. Mm. To my shame mm. So I will watch it First to do a bit of homework Spoiler alert It's very stupid uh, I'm sure it is yeah. But I, here's very camp So yeah, I, yeah. I want I want to dress up as something. I just want to have fun I wonder what I should do For Halloween this year mm, I'm sure you have ideas <laughs> Maybe I'll dress up As someone from Gen Z <laughs> What would that yeah. look like? Uh, pastel colours I wear high-waisted trousers yeah, All the way, like, uh, all the way up uh, then You must then do something With your hair uh, So confirm one Floppy hair floppy Or hair. pum-pum hair Oh god mm. That's not a thing right Sleeveless sweater vest Correct All can buy from where? Uniqlo, Uniqlo. <laughs> mm, Crack, crack, crack Watch out kids I'm coming as you Oh my god <laughs> Alright dear listeners We've come to the end Of episode 69 Thank you for joining us Until next time This has been Joel Signing off And this is Kishan Bye-bye, Bye-bye.